Well, I'm glad you joined us today. It is Palm Sunday, and it's the sixth Sunday of Lent, April 5th, 2020. Today we're talking about understanding the way of peace from Luke 19. And it's really hard to understand what's going on in the world today. I mean, we have a worldwide pandemic, and we can't gather at church, and so we're doing this digital church today. But I'm glad that you're here, and I'd like to uh, start with a word of prayer. Would you pray with me? Lord, we just thank you for this day, a, a day of celebration uh, in your life that turned to sorrow. And Lord, even in this day, uh, people didn't understand what you were about. Oh, Lord, I, I pray that today, as we look at this ancient story, we would understand what it means for our lives today, and that we would have peace as we join together to worship you. Even though we are apart, bring us together. Lord, I just thank you and praise you for the good things that are happening uh, in spite of this virus. I thank you for all those who are in harm's way, and we pray for them. We pray for the church, to be the church, and to make a difference in this world. And so today, as we meet to honor you, we pray that you'd be glorified and that you would bring us peace. And so we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So today, we look at Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, typically a great day of rejoicing, usually an expression of joy, in an otherwise kind of a somber season. And so today, I want to remind you that we need joy and we need peace, especially this year. There's not going to be a parade of children waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna, which means God save us now. And yet Jesus is still the way to peace. Palm Sunday celebrations uh, usually are about the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. It was a day of great rejoicing, but it was also a great, great day of mourning for Jesus himself. We're going to pick it up. Uh, uh, kind of a key text for this is Luke 19, 41 and 42. But as they came closer to Jerusalem and Jesus saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late and peace is hidden from your eyes. J Jesus knew that this parade into the city, what it really ultimately meant was his death. Shouts of joy from the people who, who don't understand were met by tears of sorrow from Jesus himself because he did understand. His journey moves him closer and closer to the cross, but the journey is the way to peace. So I encourage you today to, to read all of Luke 19 to fully understand the way of peace. And it starts with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the, the one who climbed the tree to see Jesus coming by. And Jesus spent time with Zacchaeus, this notorious sinner, even went to his house, which was real controversial. But Zacchaeus, in the midst of all of this, becomes a follower of Jesus. 
Zacchaeus is saved. But look at what it cost him to follow Jesus. Verse 8. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor. And he said, Lord. He made Jesus his Lord. And if I've cheated anybody on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Doesn't that sound pretty good? Are you thinking about your taxes right now? That would be great. Zacchaeus, though, goes through a transformation. He has changed, and it'll cost him. Jesus responded to him, and, and here's what he said. Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. You could say that that right there, that that is Jesus' mission statement, to seek and save the lost. He came to seek and save and to, and to show Zacchaeus the way to peace with God, the way to eternal life. Now, Zacchaeus then ends up giving up his status, his wealth. He gives up his power, all for something better, to follow Jesus. And so we learn that the way to peace is an inward change that leads to an outward action. You know, it's so interesting that during this pandemic, so many worldly things have been taken away from us. Not necessarily bad things. Some of these are very good things. Things like sports and, and going out to eat and, and public entertainments and, and work. And now we all stay at home. Alone, maybe, or with our families. Doing simpler things. Do you realize God has slowed down the whole world and showed us that we need to just do simpler things. God has changed our outward behavior, our outward actions. And, and maybe some, some people might even have an inward change that will lead them to an outward action. I hope so. I pray for that. I hope that you are praying for those who, who are facing fear, who are uh, concerned during this time. So, Back to Luke 19, we see many in the crowd expected this Messiah to be a political leader and that he would instantly bring on a military kingdom. But the way to peace is not through war. And so Jesus stops, he, he sees Zacchaeus, does this thing, and then he tells them a story. He tells them a parable. It's called the parable of the ten pounds. And Jesus tells this story to correct their misunderstanding. This parable is also called the parable of the ten servants. And it's similar to the parable of the talents, but the implication of the parable is very, very different. So it, we're going to pick it up at verse 11. The crowd was listening to everything that Jesus had said. And because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. He said, a nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. Before he left, he called together ten of his servants. Really, they were slaves. He, they were his people. 
And he divided among them 10 pounds of silver, saying, invest this for me while I'm gone. Then it says in verse 14, something very strange. But the other, the citizens, his people, hated him, and they sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want him to be our king. These people, they, they listened, but they didn't hear what Jesus was saying. They wanted Jesus to do things their way. And it would be only five days from the time that their shouts of Hosanna led to shouts of crucify him. Maybe some of those same exact people. But the way to peace is for Jesus to be who he is and to do what he came to do and for us to do what he leads us to do. Jesus expects us to use our talents for his kingdom to grow. And Jesus gave each of these servants, 10 of them, but we only hear about three, he gave them a, a minah. Now, a minna was worth about 200 denarii. Does that help you at all? No, it probably doesn't. A denarius was a day's wage for a laborer. So each servant got somewhere from between four and up, maybe up to six months wages. Quite a bit of money. And the servant's job was to put their master's money to work while he was gone making it earn more, and it could have been like some business adventure or some investment, but in some way they were entrusted, and these were trustworthy servants. And, and so he, Jesus is telling this story about the nobleman going away, much like he would go away, but later would return in the second coming. And, and so we see here that the way to peace is to serve Jesus and to do it well. Now, I have to tell you here, the Jews knew their history, and this story probably connected with them because there is this story of, um, of Herod's son, Archelaus, and he was wanting to be king after his father died, and he traveled to Rome in, in 4 AD, and he went there to see Caesar Augustus, and he wanted to be crowned king. But a delegation of Jews, maybe even some Pharisees in this group, went to Caesar as well, and they told him, we don't want him to be our king. Well, uh, Augustus set uh, Archelaus up as their leader, but did not grant him the title of king. He was on a test basis, and the people hated him. I got a great picture if you're watching this live. This is a, an actor portraying uh, Archelaus, and, and he, he def definitely looks like a guy who is not liked. So in Jesus' story, the nobleman does become king, and he returns. This is verse 15. After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given the money. And he wanted to find out what their profits were. Now, one of them... It tells us just after this that one of them made 10 times uh, the money. One made five times, and one made nothing at all. So it sounds very m much like the parable of the talents, but it's a little different here. Because we, we need to know that there is a time of accounting, and that will come to all believers. 
Christians know that they're saved and, and they'll be with God in his kingdom. But they will be rewarded for how they used what God entrusted them. God will reward faithful servants. And the way to peace is found in being a faithful servant. By accepting Jesus as Lord. By letting him be your master. And the parable has a horrible ending. The parable ends with ultimate judgment of those who had actively rebelled against the king. This is verse 27. And as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. Isn't that gross? But when Jesus returns, his enemies will be judged. And they'll be sentenced to eternity without him. So Luke begins with Zacchaeus. He tells us this story of the ten servants, and, and then he records the triumphant entry with Jesus riding into the city on a colt. It's interesting that Roman generals, they rode in on stallions, and, and they were in grandeur and, and trumpets and, and all that stuff. But Jesus, the Jewish king, he rides in humbly on a donkey. It's interesting that Luke's gospel, when we go way back to the beginning in, in chapter 2, he begins with glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. That's the way Jesus came into the world, heralded by angels. Here, toward the end of the, his gospel, people reject the Prince of Peace. Now, there'll still be glory to God. And it'll be in the highest, but there will be no peace on earth. And so we know that the way to peace is to give God glory. Give God all the glory. Uh, Luke goes on in verse 36. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When they reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all the followers began to shout and to sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles that they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. High praise for Jesus. A triumphant entry. But Jesus knew the way to peace was going to be through his death. And the way for us to peace is to be certain that we receive Jesus as king. Jesus is coming again, and he's going to come triumphantly. In that second coming, he will be king of all the earth. We live in the in-between times of in the parable, the nobleman going away before he is returned. But when he returns as king, there will be judgment, but there will be great peace. Look at verse 41. As they came closer to Jerusalem and Jesus saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you, of all people, would understand the way to peace. That's his greatest sorrow. 
that he's been teaching for three years and they didn't get it. But guess what? Zacchaeus got it. The, the servants, some of them, got it. You know, there was others who didn't get it. Be sure to get it, to know that the way to peace is through Jesus. There's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of concern right now. There's a lot of fear. But I think God has all this in his hands too. And the way to our being at peace with all that's going on around us is to be sure to put our trust in Jesus, to receive him as king of our lives. Uh, verse 31, uh, 43 says this. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not accept your opportunity for salvation. It is so important that we use all the times of chaos in our lives, all the times of fear, all the times when things aren't going the way we want. Those are times when we can look to a greater power, when we can look to God, when we can look to Jesus. And even in the midst of all of that, we can find peace. Because Jesus is peace. He is the way to peace. He is salvation. It is through Jesus that we find real life. It is joy. It is hope. It is peace. And so Jesus has a weird day, a triumphant entry, entry into Jerusalem. He's crowned and shouted out and, and all that. And yet he's mourning. He's weeping because he knows what really is ahead. He understands. I hope that you will understand. And as we enter into this Holy Week, a, a, a different Holy Week than, than we've had in a long time, because we won't be gathering. We, we won't be celebrating certain things. And yet, in all of that, we have the privilege to know the Prince of Peace and to give him glory in the highest. God bless you this week. I hope that you will be at peace. Let me just pray with you. Lord, grant your peace in each of our lives. And Lord, I pray for the one who might be hearing this message who does not know you, does not know this kind of peace. I pray that right now they might choose to follow you, that they might read over this chapter and, and the next few and understand what Easter is all about. And it all began with Zacchaeus, who got it. It went on to some slaves who got it. It went down through the disciples who finally got it. And Lord, help us to get it and to honor you. May we receive you and your salvation. And may we find true peace. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.